fish swam out of the ocean and grew legs and they started walking and the apes climbed down from the trees and grew tall what is going on out there crypto land my name is phil this is the fun with crypto podcast this is season two episode six all right let's get started so this week we're going to um we're going to take a look at some lightning developments and btc developments uh more particularly we're going to take a look at three things we're going to take a look at the olympus implementation we're going to take a look at watchtowers and we are going to take a look at taproot what else do we got oh yeah i'm actually going to be uh, putting up my uh, lightning node stats finally so people can take a look at that and um yeah eventually i'm going to be making charts out of it so Let's dive right in and uh, let's take a look at, uh, we're going to start with the Olympus implementation. So I posted a link to uh, to my source so that, you know, everybody else can go and take a look. But essentially, all right, according to lightningwallet.com, what does the Olympus server do? The Olympus server collects and provides aggregate fiat prices as well as the current on-chain transaction fee rates, maintains a list of public nodes, which the wallet uses to open payment channels provides partial payment routes by traversing a lightning network graph. This relieves the wallet of some of the burden of maintaining such a graph locally, which may quickly become computationally infeasible for a mobile phone app. However, this also introduces privacy impl implications, which need clarifications. And it tends to go on about that. Um, so it actually sounds pretty interesting, but to me, if I'm understanding this right, it, it sounds um, like a, an implementation to, to handle general maintenance. Um, but it also sounds like by handling that general maintenance, it sounds like it's maybe offering kind of like a pruning where, you know, you're having less data, which means that we're trading off security possibly. Anyways, I, I'm not even going to pretend to, you know, understand this 100%. So, you know, I'll leave that up to the experts. But it definitely sounds interesting. And again, it's, it's just showing that the infrastructure is building or at least people are starting to look at the ideas of infrastructure building on Lightning. That's the, uh, the that's the Olympus implementation, and I uh, provided a link to that if you, you know, if you want to learn more about it. And moving on from that we are going to take a look at the Watchtower implementation. This is actually off of GitHub and, of course, providing the link to that in the show notes. According to what the explanation is, the Watchtower implementation actually ends up looking for fraudulent transactions. So, essentially, the Watchtower package implements unlinkable channel monitoring and recovery for Lightning Network channels. So, what it sounds like is, is that we're building security into the actual into the lightning channels and not only that but into the protocol itself so i mean that is actually you know that that's technically self-regulation so right now if we take a look at it if we compare it to a you know a current system you know even though a lot of it seems to be automated there's a lot of people that do the checks and balances well if we start to take a look at these implementations like before we were just this you know looked at the olympus implementation and now this is watchtower which is going to sit there and actually look for fraudulent transactions and help maintain a certain amount of uh security between the channels on the lightning network well you know right now that that's taken care of by actual organizations this would be taken care of at the protocol layer 
So human beings wouldn't be required anymore for this type of decision making. And it would actually be self-regulating. So it's definitely really interesting. Um, I, I like what's what's going on with Lightning. And it's really phenomenal to see this type of development and this type of collaboration, you know, where everybody is just simply working to, you know, to one end, you know, to get this going. So anyways, really cool stuff. Okay, well, moving on from the uh, the Watchtower implementation, uh, we're going to take a look at, uh, at Taproot. I saw some mention of Schnorr signatures, and I'm not even going to pretend to be able to explain that, um, but it is definitely a security implementation. But what's also interesting about that is I, I've also read that Taproot has something to do with smart contract flexibility being built into Bitcoin's uh, protocol. So again, we're, we're seeing that the worthwhile elements are being built into Bitcoin over time. So that'll be interesting if uh, if Bitcoin ends up interfacing maybe with or oracles. And for anybody who's interested, you can go and Google that and have fun tumbling down the rabbit hole looking up oracles. Anyways, uh, moving on here with uh, with Taproot. Okay, so here's a here's a good general explanation I found, and I'm, I'll post the link to uh, the BitcoinMagazine.com article that I found. Uh, Bitcoin users may before long be able to benefit from a trick called Taproot, first proposed by Bitcoin Core contributor and former Blockstream CTO, Blockstream CTO Gregory Maxwell. Taproot would expand on Bitcoin's smart contract flexibility while offering more privacy in doing so. Uh, even the most complex smart contracts would, on the blockchain, typically be indistinguishable from regular transactions. That's really cool. I mean, you can see right there, there, there's an element of masking going on because if everything looks the same, then, you know, I mean, there's there's got to be some type of a cloaking element. That's really, really cool stuff and definitely way over my head in terms of being able to understand the technicals of it. But I mention it because it's important to understand the development. Okay. Right now, people unfortunately end up focusing on price a lot instead. And, and, and right when you start focusing on price, you know, you, you'll sit there and see something go down and you're saying, oh, well, you know, that's not really worthwhile. It's it's just disappearing. Well, you know what? There's more and more people joining the space. There's more and more development going on and we're building layers on top of Bitcoin. You know, while everything seems, you know, while people are sitting there paying attention to the superficial price, you know, it's it's that same thing where, you know, they, they show you the analogy of the island, you know, where you, where you see the glacier, where you just see the top, but you don't see the three quarters of the glacier is under the water. Well, it's the same type of thing, you know, three quarters of Bitcoin is under that superficial layer that the news talks about. You know, this is this is what's really going on. And these are the developments that are really happening. Anyways, something I didn't mention at the beginning of the show, but I would like to mention right now is uh, Justin Moon's Bitcoin reading group. And I'm going to post a link to the to the bitcoinreadinggroup.com, but also from there, you're probably going to, you have to install Slack to be a part of the channel. And I, I definitely recommend it because it's, you know, it's a really welcoming, it's a really welcoming group, at least the one that I partake in uh, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'd say it's open dialogue on the, based on the reading that we're doing and everybody's really welcoming and supportive. So I definitely suggest coming to check it out. If you don't know who Justin Moon is, he, he runs Biddle Bootcamp and I'm probably just going to give a really big, a small summary of what he really does. But he's a really, really big help in the space and he's teaching people to, you know, write code where they can go and build apps that will interface with Bitcoin. And I think that's really cool. 
and you can just tell when listening to him he has an incredible amount of passion you can see that he really just wants to get the message out there and hey listen you know people are that passionate you got to help them out and not that they need any help but you know you want to prop them up so i'm saying hey check out his bitcoinreadinggroup.com and if you want to follow him um, you can just go look up Justin Moon on Twitter. I mean, he's, I think it's underscore Justin Moon underscore. I'm not sure, but I mean, you'll, should be able to find him. There's only one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's, uh, I think that is going to do it for me today. Um, if anybody has any questions or comments on Twitter and Telegram, I'm at CoinIcarus. Um, I also have a Discord channel, which you can check out that's posted in the show notes. And you can reach me by email, funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. Catch you all next time.